0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media merch and more. Today, we are recapping She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 7 in full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. And I'm here with the guy that
1: is hurting for a yurtin. It's Tommy. Tommy, how are you, man? You know, uh, I I wasn't good but then I took some Obama stay, and now I'm feeling Zen, Michael. I'm feeling ready to cover this episode. Nothing can hurt me. now. Yeah, Tom, you're good to
0: go. You got your uh, you got your Star Wars mug. It's uh, true. So, yeah, you're just ready to go. Um, but we are joined by a guest here. Very excited about this one. Um, it is our good friend Hero Harrison. Hero, how are you? I'm doing great.
2: Great. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. This is going to be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I want to give you the chance. Um, you know, we haven't talked too much. So, like, you know, at this point, it's like an opportunity for Tommy and I to get to know you as much as the audience as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, like, uh, I don't know, your love for uh, you know all things superheroes.
2: Oh, man. You know, it started when I was a kid, uh, just growing up, reading comic books, you know, at a very young age, trying to get my hands on everything uh grew up watching you know all the great 90s cartoons uh and just i always had a love and thing for star wars because they kind of fall in the same department and uh just you know the love just grew because these stories just uh the fantasy uh we see things differently and uh i just connected with these certain characters and certain stories and just you know the whole empire marvel is just amazing and uh other things i really do uh you know i i produce my own content uh, and I pretty much just, you know, create my own videos and, uh, I just connect with people like fun guys like you and, uh, we talk about fun stuff, man. You know, this is, this is great. So
0: one thing I've noticed and just like scrolling through like the reels on Instagram, right? I feel like most of the stuff you talk about is like the actual comic books. Meanwhile, like, like, uh, I I'll speak for myself. Tommy reads comic books. I, I like, uh, as far as that stuff goes, like I am like, uh, you know, a very much a novice So, um, yeah, I don't know Tell me about, like, uh, the comics Like, is that, like, do
2: you prefer the comics over the other stuff? Does it come together for you? So, that's a good question Yeah, I mean, I, I do prefer the comics, honestly But, I mean, I still love the movies And I still talk about them Because, you know, movies capture comics in a different way You know, because it's something that you're actually seeing Versus something that you're reading and imagining So, that's my way of viewing comics And I love it Gotcha. And sorry, I'm just
0: like pounding you with questions, but now I got to know, especially like in comparison to all the other Marvel TV shows we've gotten, what have you thought about She-Hulk? How does it stack up?
2: Man, you know, honestly, this is one show that I'm really, really enjoying. And I know it's been getting, um, you know, a lot of feedback, like negative negative feedback, but I really like what they're doing because it's going to set up a lot of things that I'm really excited for.
0: Yeah, they got their hands in every cookie jar, Tommy. I mean, it seems like, you know, we get the Daredevil stuff and there's, like, like the hints of, like, the... I forget what the evil corporation is that's coming after. But, like, there's a lot of, like, mystery here. And it's, like, almost as much as, like, WandaVision. And I feel like we're probably going to get the same type of thing where, like, we're going to get the villain in the penultimate episode,
1: like, last two minutes, and then that's what the final episode is. Yeah, I think what's... Yeah, what's interesting about this show is, like, they are just throwing it's like they're walking down the path throwing a bunch of banana peels like they don't know when they're going to get to them they don't know when these things are going to come back up but there's a lot of things that they have thrown out into the universe now that i am interested to see how they 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 do it because they they do the show is very clever as much as it hides behind this comedy mm-hmm. like we saw the dating app come back episodes later we saw you know other stuff like that come up various ways that i think this show will keep doing that to us yeah and so and as
0: far as this episode goes and i know like a lot of the complaints thus far are like you know we got that daredevil tease and like it's it last week like it was like a storm of like angry mobs upset that we didn't get daredevil and here we are again another week you know i can wait you know i i get it you don't want to you know Uh, They're building us up If they showed us Daredevil right now They're going to lose like 10% of the viewers right? There's so many people that are just watching this At this point just to see Daredevil So I I get why they're doing it Um, uh, You know Is this the story I needed right now Uh, Same with the wedding I I don't really know There was a lot to laugh at Um, But yeah uh, Hero This episode in particular What did you think
2: I thought it was good Um, You know it's just There's some scenes in what uh, in Marvel that may not be necessary. So I see where people are coming from because it doesn't necessarily drive the story in a certain way. But um, I guess they're trying to, you know, take a different angle by approaching a certain audience, trying to grasp that. But um, overall, I thought the episode was actually good because there were some other uh, few things that I caught where I'm like, "Ooh, we could we could see this in the future. So it was a good episode. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I feel like for these new superheroes, there's almost two styles of shows. There's like Moon Knight, which is, you know, kind of tries to throw everything at you. Uh, That's how I felt watching Moon Knight. And then you have like She-Hulk and and I'd say Miss Marvel is another example of like, I feel like the story, the plot is not that important. It's more about just giving the character situation so we can get to learn the character more. Like, I think coming out of the season, I'm going to really appreciate She-Hulk and what she's going to bring to the universe once she's fully brought in. But I don't know if I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that was an amazing story. But more so, I got to know the character through these different moments.
0: Fair, fair points. Um, Well, like like, uh, Hero said, there's a lot of stuff in here, a lot of little Easter eggs, a lot of things to talk about. So we'll go ahead and dive into the episode. And we open here... With a montage, uh, Jen's getting ready and she's going on a date with multiple dates with Josh. Um, y- you know, a couple funny things happen here. Uh, my favorite was uh, they're talking about uh, the food truck with uh, fries and milkshakes. Tommy, is that a good combo for you, the fries and
1: milkshakes? Yeah, I mean... Listen, I'm all for some fries and milkshakes. I don't know if I'd have a whole food truck just that. What if someone's like, you know, coming out of the bar and it's like, oh, man, really can't go for lactose. But I could really go for a, some burger. And then you don't have, maybe it's just like, what if it's shakes and just different things inside of shakes? Put your hamburger right in that shake. <laughs> I was not expecting it to get that out. But, uh,
0: <laughs> uh Yeah, so again, they have uh there's a they're going on dates, they're having a good time, you know, everything seems great. Um and uh, you know, uh Josh, as we find out later, um, you know, at the very end, that's not the only time he's gonna stick his needle somewhere. Um, he does go back into the apartment. And uh yeah, that it's kind of it's interesting. I I feel like this show has leaned into this a lot, and maybe it's actually it's actually probably Disney as a whole. I feel like they've been a lot more open with like quote unquote sexual content um, or willing to discuss these topics um, from like stuff we got in Eternals, stuff we got, we got like hints to stuff like that in Andor, uh, and here we are again. So I I don't know what's up with Disney. They're, uh, I guess they're being more open-minded. I don't know, who knows, but.
2: I, I, Yeah, I mean, I think that Disney is um, taking a different route because, you know, it's not the movie format, but it's it's a movie format in a TV show because they spend, you know, millions of dollars on these episodes and i think they're trying to just capture some certain dynamic of people to move the story forward and also be real at the same time because you know i guess times are changing and people want to relate to things so that could be it. i have no idea
1: yeah yeah so um I, d- I did want to say with josh we should have seen the you know i i saw the warning signs just i'll call it here uh the last week if you listen to the podcast i was for once i was right about not trusting someone uh, but
2: it's not the- a competition tommy it is
1: do you know what that is <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh,
0: it's from long division i pulled that one today for you because i knew i knew you're gonna do
1: that and i wanted to play this
2: it's not a competition tommy
1: is- are you <laughs> ready for the counter uh but uh, we should have known because uh if you if you pause it on the cell phone showing their messages. Josh was being way too aggressive about getting this address. There's messages you can read, and he's like, I'll shout in the streets until I get your address. And it's like, whoa, man, my dude, back off. You know, he was obviously having other ulterior motives. Yeah.
2: There's something there that is is not clear yet that, you know, might lead to uh, some kind of catastrophic event or something. And I, I don't know how important those text messages were. And I don't know what that could lead to, but I just know that it's probably not going to be good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, Josh is up to no good at all. And Tommy, I still, you can call Josh all day long, but I did call Todd, and I'm not letting up on Todd. I plan on seeing Todd again the other man, he's Cre way creepier than Josh. So
1: I think we like, can write off all men. Like to be honest, I think like, that's what this show is is teaching us is men are just trash <laughs> and, like, yeah. even the like, quote unquote nice guys that show like Josh, you can't trust them. You can't trust any of them.
0: Um, so I guess uh, the the nice little bit here we get is um, this is when the ghosting happens. Um, he is not texting back. Um, she's even at our office, and she's just like checking her phone every minute. Um, uh, she, we also find out she was nominated for a Female Lawyer of the Year. Congrats, Jen! I guess. Uh, yeah, they're really
1: nonchalant that. But uh, you, for you guys, the question for the for the panel: uh, I hate this. I hate waiting for messages. It's the worst feeling. Do you throw? Throw? What's your What's your move if you're like waiting for someone to respond to something, like? I throw my phone away. I throw it, like, on the nearest couch, and I just pretend it doesn't exist.
2: Yeah, I mean, I kind of just ignore my phone, just put it somewhere, just put it down somewhere. I'm just like, yeah, I'll come back to it whenever I feel like it.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many, like, uh, nervous, like, replies I'm waiting on, you know? Like, I don't know if I have those types of conversations in time. Maybe, maybe, like, when I used to, like, before – I was a married man, and like maybe I was like like in the early stages Before of a relationship. The yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a situation that you'd be like, yeah, I kind of get where she's coming from. But
1: other than that, it's like, uh, you know. Yeah. What but, a life you live, Michael, that you can live worry free while I'm sitting over here, panicked all the time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. Tommy it does bring up a good point because um, what I think Marvel is doing is they are showing um, all different angles from uh just humans from women men and women to actually relate because uh they're showing them that like Tommy said that men are in the show her to just just treat women like like crap and it's not a good it's not a good look because uh She-Hulk is not just like I said trying to find herself she knows who she is she's just trying to accept that but she's still trying to take those steps forward into um being that big green monster, without people viewing her as a big green monster, and that's hard for her. So that's the way I see it. So I think that was a good point you brought up. Tommy. Yeah, w- very well said. Um,
0: so uh, I guess next year she's gonna get a call from the parole officer, um, and uh, he he wants her to come to find Emil Blonsky. Uh, his inhibitor chip has malfunctioned, um, and I guess he like. I was trying to wonder if this made sense that he is asking for help, uh, for her. Cause he's, he says he couldn't get like a whole squad out there. He was worried about like a, an abomination incident. Um, you know, maybe I'm in the weeds a little bit, but, um, yeah, I don't know. She's going
2: to go with him. So. Yeah. I, you know, in comics, it's just funny because abomination is really a character that has been revolved around a lot of events that you notice may not seem like he is, but, uh, I think, there's something that there's a key to an abomination right now. And I don't know what it is, but I know that something with Hulk, who we've seen getting stronger and developing into this maybe new version, uh, will eventually fight abomination and she hulk will join into that realm of, you know, introducing the fantastic four possibly, and taking on those adventures uh, in a future film. So,
0: here i want to ask you about this um because this is like uh i've had this i was on the lights camera rant podcast recently we talked about this a little bit um and i've seen a lot of theories going around a lot of conversation between abomination but also like the possibility of like getting a red hulk like basically like an antagonistic hulk form and a lot of people and myself included think that person would fit on the thunderbolts team that that was just announced so i want to ask you is like do you have any predictions about like the future of abomination and if if you don't think that's going anywhere do you think we could get a red hulk or maybe
2: both those are really good questions but yes to to keep it short though yeah i think that we with the thunderbolts we are definitely going to see abomination tie in with that team because if you look at the villain universe right now that was being created what happened to Zemo after Falcon and Winter Soldier? You know he's in, he's going to the rats. Uh, we still have Elena Belova out there, right? So the Black Widow attacked uh, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye in the Hawkeye series. So there's so many villains that are still out there, and a possibility, you know, not to topic, but Ultron coming back and stuff. So this could tie into the Thunderbolts creating this villainous team, which would be like the first team for the MCU, not in comics, which would also, um, you know, because villains. Villain teams never work. <laughs> they only work for a certain amount of time because people are greedy. And eventually, then we'll see more villains break off from the Thunderbolts into other villainous groups. So I think that's going to be a possibility with Abomination being a key piece to leading other groups and creating that Red Hulk team.
1: And I think we need it. I, I think right now they keep making villains goofy, and I feel like we don't have any like intimidating villains in the MCU that are like, recurring like we don't they either kill them off great ones like killmonger or or they end up turning them into a joke or turning them more silly and it's like we need like some intimidating villains that just are there and exist like kingpin's a, a good example of like keep that up keep him being this intimidating factor in the background that's just always you have to keep thinking like is kingpin gonna ruin this later on like and and Blonsky could be that i think right now it's i don't know how to read him and I think that's what scares me is like, it, to me, they're showing him so much where it's like, he's got to be the man behind this, right? Or he's like the, the one good guy that's going to like, she goes to to like, relate about the Hulk stuff. I don't know. It intrigues me, it, but there's got to be more to him, right?
2: Yeah.
0: I think this is my issue with the Thunder, I'm off topic completely at this point, but I think that's my issue with the Thunderbolts in general is like, yes, we're getting like, th- is it even a villain team at this point? Like um, when you really break it down, it's like, I don't like Taskmaster, like by the end of that movie, Taskmaster was, was good. Uh, and then like, it's like the rest of like Avengers, uh, we got bad cap. I, he might be the worst of them all. And even him, he was kind of like an understandable, complicated villain. Like he had good motivations. So it's like, it's almost like they're half-assing it a little bit. Uh, so even if they did bring him along, it's like I feel like they are building him up. He's like, see, he's not that bad. We can root for him. And uh, I think that's I think that's the deal with the Thunderbolts. It's like yes, they may not be like your straight-laced Captain America, but they're also not like trying to destroy the world either.
1: Yeah, we need the Dark Avengers. Sorry, Dark Avengers. I think would be the full like evil villains. I think to Michael's point, yeah, they come off like antiheroes that will do things outside the law, maybe do things outside the norm for the greater good. Uh, but yeah, here, what do you think?
2: Oh no, I just I was actually going to bounce off what you said, Tommy, and, and as well as you, Michael, because you both brought great points about how this gray area is so thick right now because of how. Villains have been kind of on that edge of bad and then, like, have gone into that gray area, right? You know, we had, like, Bucky, like, you guys were talking about Captain America. He's kind of in that first where are like, oh, he's in that gray area, but he's kind of bad. We don't know. And, you know, other villains who are just pure evil, like Ultron or something like that. Um, I think Abomination is falling into that gray area now because, like Tommy said, like you said, Michael, I think that this villainous aspect that we're seeing is... They're, they're throwing in villains in this gray area and decide to do with their behavior and feelings going forward in the MCU. Not sure yet, because like, OK, are you going to create more villains or are we going to have the villains that we have now and make them stay in this gray area and kind of like tap into the dark side once in a while? If that makes sense.
0: No, that's uh, yeah, uh, kind, kind of like uh, they can mold them however they want for the story that they're going to need. Right. That's kind of. Uh, how I'm taking that um, but let's talk about uh, let's get back to the episode here because yes we get a meal yeah. um, the inhibitor chip was like basically just a reason to get out there like it was just a malfunction but uh, they, they're talking for a little bit you know find out he has chickens or whatever but I, I think the real interesting thing here is when we meet Manbull and I don't even remember the other the other guy's name he's not a he's not a, matad- uh, a matador or whatever so
2: that uh, he called himself a swashbuckler is that his name who is this guy Someone help me out. Uh yeah, I'm not that character may be new or something relevant to another character in comics, but I am not even entirely sure. So
1: yeah, so this is uh L Aguila, A-G-U-I-L-A. Uh it's it's a deep cut. Both these characters are super With Shioka really feels like they're taking like one issue characters. Uh, because probably because marvel was like hey please don't take anyone we might actually use you can just have all these random uh characters Good point. uh but i i liked this dynamic i i i don't know it was goofy the group's the group's wild but um i think this whole like swashbuckler but he should just be a matador thing was kind of funny between these two there's definitely some tension i'll just say i'm on the other side there's a there's something going on between Manbo and and uh, Ella uh, Agila. Is all I'm putting out there. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, but yeah. So uh, they're kind of they're fighting here, and um, Manbo gets like thrown on top of Jen's car and breaks it. Uh, Jen is not happy. She breaks up the fight and uh, she says this.
2: You know what? Apologize to my Prius Prime with money. What?
0: I don't know why. I thought that was a really funny line. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's kind of what's going to get her to stay here is that the, the her Prius is, is wrecked. So um, uh, I guess the next little bit here is like she's on the path to like fine service. Like she's still like so sucked into the phone. It's like, uh, and it's been three, it's been three days. I think that's when it gets a little ridiculous. Like I understand like an hour or two where you're like really waiting for a text back. But uh, if you're like still staring at your phone for the third day, I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so I, she ends up stumbling into the therapy session. Uh, she finds service in there. So she's going to hang out a little bit, but this is where we meet some of the other guys. Uh, we get, Porcupine, And I didn't even write the other guy's name down, uh, but he thinks he's a vampire, which uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, we got Blade around the corner. Uh, I don't know if there's any connection here.
2: So I I think there is, because right now there's a lot of um, besides character wise, there's a lot of um, events like they're happening with, you know, the serums and uh, devices and just all kinds of plagues and stuff are going around all the, in the Marvel universe uh this might have to do with blade because of how you know uh years passed down like the vampire blood has been uh connected to certain serums and stuff and how people have tried to uh take that serum and uh evolve it into something else uh by using it on other people using the people as test subjects so it could be something similar to that but I have to keep watching this to see what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with these characters. Uh I'll, real quick, each of theirs like kind of brief back thing. Elagilla is actually a mutant. I didn't mention that before. He is in the comics a mutant. I doubt they're going to touch that in the show. Um kind of deals with Iron Fist. Uh and then this the vampire guy is uh S- Sarah Ken Saracen? Yeah. Saracen. Yeah. Yeah, and is the first va- one of the first vampires on Earth and is is in a black blade comic that's where he was introduced um so there's stuff there porcupine is very fun uh it's i mean this costume is to a T what he looks like in the comics too which i think i love when they do that when they you know make those those choices to actually uh dive deep into these comics
2: yes loki did a great job with that one episode where they had the old loki and different versions i thought that was fantastic
0: yeah, I feel like that's, like, the thing now. It's, like, uh, you want to get those characters in, like, their old school costumes at some point. Uh, so, yeah. uh, and now it's, like, it's not even, like, uh, a bit. It's, like, you're just going to be in your old school costume.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. a certain character I want in their old school costume. We can talk about that in the news segment. Oh, okay. All right, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, if you have ever lived under a bridge, you probably know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so uh they're all doing their little they're talking uh but things really ramp up when um uh record comes in i think that's that's what his name was on the subtitles but uh mm-hmm. yeah uh I, like she said she, she gives a little uh monologue well actually to, tommy i want to say this you know i've been loving the sound clips uh, if the best thing about She-Hulk is they it just makes for the best sound clips like straight up. I pulled four from this episode. So here's one. He comes in, and he says this hurting for a yurtin. Uh, he's hurting for a yurtin. And then uh yeah, she's like, You guys don't remember him. I don't even know if he was on the previously on, but here I'm is
1: Previously on this guy.
0: Yeah, so uh previously on him, we kind of explained that he's part of like the wrecking crew and everything. Um
1: I don't know yeah, Lammy, go ahead. Uh, I definitely forgot that he like, I, I kind of thought maybe he might be a Thunderbolt, but until they showed the image of him, I definitely I was like, was it a guy she went on a date with, maybe?
2: <laughs> yeah, so the, and it's funny, it's just because uh, the, the wrecking crew, I feel like, have a small importance in this too, because um, Wrecker himself, you know, that, that uh, hammer, I mean, I almost said the hammer, <laughs> his, um, his weapon is pretty much uh, as guardian tech or is that guard is power so um it could tie to something maybe with abomination uh because abomination does tie to thor just a little bit um as well but uh the wrecking crew are just uh they're important in some aspects but they're they're kind of for a comedic effect at the same time unless they're like individuals so yeah
0: Um, so I, throughout this little therapy session, I have like, like probably three of my biggest complaints about this episode. And, uh, one is I, the wrecker involvement here is just so weird to me. I feel like she Hulk didn't push him enough about the situation. And also I feel like if he was truly good, uh, now he should be more willing to volunteer information. Right. Um, They kind of, like, really brush past this. And I realize She-Hulk probably thinks that he was just, like, a street thug. But, like, clearly there's something more going on with these guys. He knows about it, and he's not saying enough. So um, either, either like, they're really just, like, going to forget about that, or he's truly bad still.
2: So here's my thing with this. Uh, We're probably going to see the hood eventually, uh, if you guys – you probably, I'm sure you guys know who that is, or if not. Uh, You're giving us a lot of credit. I,
0: yeah, I have no, no. idea.
2: <laughs> um, the Hood is a character, to keep it short. Uh, basically, who ran a gang, uh, uh, his own gang, and he recruited members uh, through the Wrecking Crew. He had his own gang, and then he uh, did some favors for the Kingpin. He's been tied to some other stories and comics. But anyway, um, with the record in this episode, and, you know, how – he might know something deeper. I think he knows that the hood is trying to recruit people in this realm right now, and that he's basically telling She-Ho, like, "Hey, you have no idea what's coming. Like, it's just not just me. It's about to be some more people. So this is this is just temporary. What we're doing right now. Wait till the real thing happens, which is the hood. So interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I think with uh. I, I don't trust him, obviously, you know. <laughs> but, I, but I hope it's not just, I hope it's not just record. Like, I hope, or I hope it is just record. Cause, like, I like that Jen had his, her little group of guys that were like, we're going to help you. This guy isn't treating you right. Like, it was fun. And so I hope we don't lose that completely. And it was like, ah, oh, it was all a trick to get you to not, to lose Josh's number. Cause I, I, I think that was part of it. I think, I think this was a plan, uh, by the Thunderbolts to, help josh i'm assuming that's my connection here but i'm i'm hoping it was just him because i i like the other ones i like the misfit uh, uh villains to, uh being re- re- uh being you know saved by blonsky yeah
0: you know i made a mental note and i forgot to look it up until just now i looked it up but um wrecker looked so familiar to me does anyone else like know where he might have been on
2: another it tv familiar. show uh was he in like world combat or something like that
0: well, actually, he might be, uh, like but I'm Rick thinking something? of something else. Um, oh, I don't see Mortal Kombat on here. What I what I recognize him from, and it's a very short. So I don't blame you. Even if you watch the show, you probably wouldn't remember. But there's a guy named Thomas in The Walking Dead. He was in the prison, and yeah. he got the machete to the head. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, <That's> season <laughs> that, two.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. early season two or three. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was a time. Okay. Yeah, I was like, "Where did I know this guy?" So I don't know. A side note for the Walking Dead fans: <laughs> um, Did you did you notice the jar of money sitting next to Blonsky during uh, during the, the the beginning of his session? Remember.
2: It said it like a chicken. Jar.
1: Yeah, but it said chicken jar on it. So this is my question: Is Blonsky? <laughs> this is the important stuff, Michael. This is what we got to talk about here because is he paying for a new chicken? Or is this to like really bougie up the chicken? You know, he talks about his favorite chicken in in the in the episode. Um, he talks about, I believe, it's Princess Silk Feather. So is this to help Princess Silk Feather, or are they getting a new chicken? I, I he <laughs> has a
0: chicken bun, man. I, I uh, you got me on this one, uh,
2: Tommy. What do you think came first, the chicken or the egg?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was it the Emil or the chicken? Yeah.
1: Was it the Emil. No, I think the chicken was there first. Emil found the chicken. The chicken owned this farm. And then now emil has got to pay for the chicken because it's now the, the chicken's farm.
2: Well yeah. said.
0: <laughs> uh, so I think the nice thing here is Jen is going to open up. This is my nice complaint, okay? She's going to open up to the group. And it's like this, it actually is a really well delivered monologue that she gives about this situation with Josh. And I thought the performance was really good, even though like, you know, she's CGI. Uh, The the vocal performance is really good. Um, I really felt the impassion in it, but like, this is a thing you see in a lot of different TV shows and movies where like you get like the hero's monologue to like kind of self-motivate themselves. And uh, for me, Like that monologue, I feel like it has to be like revealing of something, right? Like you need to learn something more. Like maybe you had an inkling about something and then she finally confirms it by saying it out loud. Or like she has like some big realization or the audience has a big realization. My issue is like she's talking about the same thing she's talked about for three episodes. And maybe this is a nitpick, but it's like I didn't need to hear the... I need somebody who likes Jen for Jen. Because we already know this about Jen. I felt like it was a lot of like repeating information and i feel like it could have been a much more powerful moment if it was if we were being given new information but it was we've had we've had this speech before
2: yeah and as i was saying before too i think that you know like i said she's not trying to necessarily find herself because she's just trying to find a way to accept uh who she is and like i think that's i mean it's a good point that you bring up michael because um it's not necessarily it's this show doing it. It's just that we've seen the whole repetitiveness of, you know, uh, hey, we have to be, I have to motivate myself, like you said, and get myself back on my feet. But it's like we the developing stages were when, when you're developing yourself to become that hero, you know, and we all get knocked down. Of course, you got to get back up, but we don't need the the righteous path to, like, see that again, because it's like we we've seen that so many times. So I understand that part. Why you why you have a complaint? like for an example, just to
0: like double down on one, like to to give an example to it um like we know that she's looking for someone that likes Jen for Jen i feel like this would have been a good situation for her to say something like maybe i don't need anybody to like me you know like maybe i can just be myself and if they don't like me then that's their problem you know i feel like uh there was a next step to this
1: issue that she's having and maybe we're gonna get there maybe I'm being impatient tommy what do you think I, I think, no, I th- I think you have points. Like, it's like they keep hammering this home. And to me, the larger lesson I think we'll learn at the end of this is she needs, I think, why they're hammering home on her saying that she just needs someone to love Jen is I think it's her learning to accept She-Hulk, which we danced around a bit with the court case uh, earlier. But I think that's why they're hammering it home is, like, she's, like, focusing on the Jen part, but she's ignoring the She-Hulk part. And, and I think that, but, like, to your point, this speech should have been that moment then of her accepting all of it instead of just doubling down on. And I think it's the first time she said it out loud. So maybe we can, you know, give that. I think we've, you know, we've put a lot of the pieces of the people. She just wants people to accept her as Jen and not She-Hulk, but I don't know how much we've heard her actually say those words on the show.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, that was well said. Yeah. She said at least once. I think,
0: well, I think right. maybe maybe I'm pushing it, but I think
1: she did verbalize it. No, and that's, and that's where I'm saying, like, yeah, I think it, it's been pushed, but I think they want us to really live in that world of, like, yeah, focus on the gen side. At least that's – as me, as someone that, that reads story, that's what I would be doing. No, I may be giving them way too much credit. We'll see how this thing ends.
2: <laughs> yeah. But no, I think that's a good point, Tommy, because it's not just about the comic aspect. It's also about touching reality and uh, focusing that energy on that concept that is – very pure and strong and authentic at that moment for uh certain scenes to drive that um story for you know to figure out what what's going on so
1: yeah yeah because this is what this show has going and you hear you touch around on it a couple of times like what this show i think does have going for it is like you subtract the fact she's she hulk this is an entertaining just show about life i think that is what the show needs to keep continuing to do is focus on making this relatable like if you take away the superhero part can you still relate to the show yes and i think that's what this show is doing better than a lot of other marvel properties right now i agree yeah well said tommy um
2: so
0: i want to okay final complaint of this scene um this is more of like silly to me than anything but they're like okay like what did you text him and she's like i can't i don't remember what the text was but it was like uh i had fun i can't stop smiling and they're like, "Oh no, you shouldn't have said that." And I was like, "Why can't she say that? That's perfectly fine." And then the next one was like, "I think it was like the next day," and she was like, "Hey, I'm just checking in on you, making sure you're okay." And they're like, "Oh, don't, don't say that." I'm like, "What the heck? These are like nice texts. These are the texts I would have said." Is uh well? So I got to get your feedback, guys. Were the texts okay? Uh, was there a better way to go about it?
2: I I think it was okay. That's all I'm saying. I think it was okay. <laughs>
1: I, I think it's it's okay. I think the problem is the dating world is trash, and I think like I've seen I've sent texts like this and never got a reply because it, it only because it just freaked them out. I think it depends on the person you're sending the text to. I think you gotta if that's how you feel, then Jen should be Jen, and Jen, you know, just Jen should send the text message that she wants to send. That's what I always think is like send the text message you want to send. If they don't respond, then they're not the person for you. Right. And so I think. Uh, these guys should take that advice. Of like, I hear what they're saying because I do agree that, like, knowing the dating world, I could see a guy jumping off even though they should it because Jen, that that's nice. Getting that message that she's still smiling—that's a nice message. Men are trash. Is my final hypothesis. Tommy,
0: Tommy, Tommy, I feel like at this point, after all the conversations we have today, are we
1: when are we starting the dating advice podcast? <laughs> 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 Our side, the bonus, the, you know, we cover Star Wars and Marvel stuff. But on the side, me and Michael, we give dating advice. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. only just, but only to superheroes, right?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, off the rails. Uh, so they, they basically they, they convince her to turn back into Gen form, and then also Porcupine, he's gonna take his mask off um i didn't know what was going on at first they were like just disgusted i was like oh, i didn't even realize there was like a smell I was, like, <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah they,
1: they didn't do a good job of not making you think it was his face because i thought the same thing michael they were like oh he's so gross stop it and i was like oh he's he looks nice like he looks like a nice man uh yeah i wonder what smell probably a lot of bo right i
0: guess probably yeah i don't know if it like would develop on your face like that though
1: well, but it leaked out the rest of it. it's like the whole ah, yes. suit is smelly, but like now the seal has been broken with the mask being. Removed.
2: Yeah, he probably just got a whiff of that or something. I don't know. Yeah, this is gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with those text messages, I feel like there's there's really not another way that you could have gone about it. Um, mm-hmm. Most people handle things in a more heated way, or a, a frustration or a frustrated way. Uh, as individuals, you know, we had to get to know each other. You can't talk to each other as, like, the same to everyone because, you know, people have feelings and you can't just, you know, go around saying whatever you want. But at the same time, I do agree with Tommy says that um, there are times where you do have to be honest to yourself and say what you have to say. So it just depends on the situation because you got to let people know. So. Right, yes, well said.
0: Um, but it doesn't matter, because they, they ended up... They're like, delete his number. Delete it. And yeah, I was about to say. So, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sure we'll see Josh again, uh, especially with what we see here in a bit. But, uh, yeah, so the therapy session's over, and uh, she, she she does the... hurting for a yurt. So she's going to the yurt. Uh, Tommy, have you ever done, like, a sweat lodge or a yurt or anything like this?
1: I've done, like... Uh, like... guess like a sweat sauna like like yeah like not like i feel like not to this extreme but i've been in a place where you sweat and you're just supposed to sit there and look at each other i don't i
0: I went i was on a retreat once and they had a sweat lodge and it was like the like old they had a was like a dome with a tarp over it and like they put rocks in a fire for like hours and then the rocks are like glowing red, like some guy at Indiana Jones. And then they put it in the middle of the tent with everybody sitting in a circle. And you take a big bucket of water, and you dump a little bit of water on it over time. And as you cool the rocks, the heat expands and fills the room. And it's one of the craziest things I've ever experienced. Totally off topic, but I'm just saying the yurt. I think it's. I think we might be
1: sleeping on the yurt. Do you do you all like put the bucket, or do you designate like one? There's
0: one. the The leader is in charge of that.
1: How do you decide that? Is there a boat? There's
0: like the guy. There it was a retreat, and there was one guy oh. who's like being paid to the do the retreat.
1: Okay. Ooh. Yeah. So that's cool. Should we yeah. invest in a Star Wars retreat where we go do it? like uh, a, and, and do the uh, sara?
0: spiritual cleansing? I guess yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. That's- <laughs> yeah it's complete uh again this is like we're just off the rails this episode so thanks for bearing with us guys but yeah she goes in the yard um she's leaving they, they made a card for her that was nice everyone signed a card um that's really all i have i have to say before we get to uh, yes
1: yeah I, I think we can get to that just real quick uh i just really appreciate when the show is put uh, writers and stuff's names. Uh, Dan Slott was shouted out with the with the truck on it. It says Slot Towing, uh, oh. and he is a writer that he's one of the guys actually who like basically made Jen a lawyer and all that stuff. So uh, I'm glad they they gave him uh, his flowers and stuff like that. Nice.
2: Yeah, yeah you talk about Dan Slott. Yeah, yeah. I think Dan Slott's mm-hmm. such a great writer. Um, Dan Slott, uh, honestly, to me, has written the best comedy when it comes to Spider Man. Ooh. I just think he just does very well with uh, and his, his art too. It's just, it just great. So yeah, That's cool.
0: Um, but yeah, so we get another one of these type moments here. We um, get uh,
1: previously on this guy.
0: We go three days back uh, to see Josh, and it's kind of weird how this is all set up. There's a couple things that happen. He rolls out of bed. Um, he's using a device. It looks like he's copying information off her, her phone. That's what I got from it. And then he like walks around. He takes a picture of Jen in bed, super weird. Um, and then he sends a pic to Hulk King and says, uh, 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 "He just has the three emojis, like I got the blood or whatever." But we didn't actually see that, so I don't know. Um, Hero, what did you think of uh, this this whole flashback?
2: Uh. Oh man, it's just uh, this whole Hulk thing, man, is driving me crazy.
0: Yeah, you, you don't have an opinion on Hulk King? Do you, do you? Does this mean anything to you?
2: So okay, so Hulkling in comics, um, pretty much this <laughs> Hulkling is one of those characters that has been in a lot of stories in the younger New Avengers storylines, and um, is a very interesting character because what i think is going on this is my theory is that with him being half uh kree and half scroll because his father's technically the old version of captain marvel uh i think that what they're doing is they're setting up this many different hulk stories but focusing on hulk ling because of how he's connected to this new avengers team that we're going to see and all these other shows, and uh, just all this other history that Hulk has had that we've not explored yet, because after Age of Ultron, you know that five-year or four-year gap between Ragnarok and Ultron was still not explained that well. You said I was just gone for a certain amount of time.
0: Well, here's here's what's interesting, Tommy. I think we talked about this last week because we we had that same thought. I because you said it, Hulkling, or well, I think it was you, but it's the only thing
1: that makes but it's is this the whole, old- whole thing. I know, I, I know, Michael. But do you think it's like to throw people off? Because if we saw Hulkling, we would know obviously. So it's like if it's Hulk King and then it, it changes and morphs to Hulkling. I don't know. I, I, I'm i with you, Michael. Like I, I don't know what this means. And I think that's what makes it so frustrating is like they you, you don't say Hulk King without people thinking Hulkling. Or if they do, Marvel really didn't do their research. And so it's like, what is it meaning? Uh, I, I think it's the big thing for me. Um, this whole scene was weird. I think they could have handled it so much better. This reveal Josh could have been really fun, interesting moment, but it was so obvious from the moment he was introduced so haphazardly in the wedding that he was going to be, um, evil. And, And I think you introduced him in the first episode, just nonchalantly. He showed, build him up, make us care about Josh to the point that we're like, yes, we're already creating the ship name for Josh and Jen. Uh, and, and then what is that, re- by the
0: way? What is the ship name for Josh? Uh,
1: their names are very poor. You can't you can't hard. make a name out of that. I don't Je- think. Jesh, Je- or Jesh. <laughs> okay, I like okay. Jesh, okay, but you gotta Jesh. say it like that too. You got Yeesh.
2: Yeah, you got uh, Yeesh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think yeah, if you like do that and then have this reveal be like more subtle. It was just a flashback. It wasn't entertaining the way they did it. I don't know. I was very I really liked the episode with the Blonsky stuff. And to be honest, this just felt very haphazardly like, oh, we need a progressive plot. Here you go, Josh is evil.
2: Yeah, I see what you mean. And you know, because it, it does confuse us as an audience to like, you know, they like you said, is Marvel do this on purpose or he's trying to fool us? I don't know. But um one thing I one last thing I will say about that it could set up is either secret invasion with this whole scroll thing going on because we don't we still don't even know who is who and who is not a scroll so that's the tricky part too so it's like marvel's kind of playing a game with us right now that we don't know and i'm like are we doing this for hollywood purposes or are you doing this for the actual story (laughs) you know so i don't know yeah
1: Yeah. and uh, marvel because we know you're listening as we always talk to you uh listen so far for me you're, you're zero and two when it comes to these text message villains that you reveal in the last episode. Power broker didn't work, and Hulking <laughs> is not working for me so far. So if we find out that Sharon Carter is Hulking, I'm out. Yeah, I'm just out.
2: just take the ale. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: no, I didn't even think about the power broker, but you're right. That's, that's basically fun. the same thing. Um okay, guys. That's I mean that's the end of the episode here. Um
1: Yes, Tommy. Well, you got something to say? I just, I'm, I'm so excited for the news because there's at least two news stories. I want we haven't had to talk about news for a while. I think we have three. I, <gasps> tell me what you well, got, and I'll clear up the rest because there's something well, today that was yeah. interesting. I mean, I'd like to dip my feet in the pool a little bit. The, uh, would it be uh, a living pool? Oh no, it's it's dead, baby. <laughs> and then uh, I I just saw today some news about a. Uh, some armor Wars said that, uh, yeah. That was the other one. I yeah. feel like yeah. there's something else. There was some other was news it, out there, maybe. Oh, we're probably. Mid- well, B- Blade is a whole mess, but oh, yeah, yeah Blade is a was, mess right now. Oh, what's going on with Blade? Come on. Oh, I God.
0: will say, I trust, I trust Marsh Ali. If he doesn't feel good about something, he's gonna put his foot down, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. So.
1: Well, we can start with that then. The, the, the real quick, the Blade news is basically the director, I believe, left, right? Hero, like,
2: ooh, you... oh, I'm sorry, you said the, the what left. Blade News, the director. Didn't the director leave? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh the director, I forgot his name, uh but yeah, he uh he left the project because uh I guess due to some like people just having some arguments and some other things that are going on that we don't even know about. So that's all I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, so is that and then also reports that mergershall is very frustrated with the process of blade right now so people are i want to see it i think he'd be great in the role i think the movie would be spectacular it's just it's got to be right and and i'm glad that like that if like you said if mergershall doesn't think it's good he's fighting for it to be good yeah
0: yeah that was one thing i read specifically was that like there were like three or four scenes that were, like, incredibly lackluster and just not good. Like, that was the bit that came out about it. And uh, that just makes me so nervous, especially if we get the director backing out, we get the lead actor, like, having issues with it. That makes me think that, like, this is going to get pushed. Like, uh, Uh, if there's this much trouble,
2: it might be a little while before we see Blade. That's what I was thinking, too. I think that this project might be kind of – it might slow it down a little bit, so – sad sad um but uh some good good news uh
0: i don't know i I guess your opinions may vary uh armor wars uh which was originally planned to be a disney plus series is now going to be a film so just
2: crazy yeah oh my i don't
0: know a whole lot about like what this all means i I, like i'm not familiar with what uh armor wars is so
2: so this is I'll say this, this is my, one of my favorite Marvel stories of all time. So I, I won't spoil everything, but just know that, um, long story short, it's about how Tony was working on a different uh, project and uh, you know, just for his tech and stuff. But he noticed that like, was he was doing a test one day and one of the pieces was missing from his tech. And after that, he went to some other, uh, back in the Stark Industries and noticed that a lot of pieces of his tech were started missing and were gone. And he's like okay so who has access to stark industries besides the people that i gave access to and what's gonna happen is possibly uh in the mcu's war machine because you know tony's gone is gonna take over don the iron man suit maybe i don't know that'd be really cool because it happens in the comics um and possibly trying to figure out what the heck is going on why uh, stark industries is falling apart now because um stark industries follow fallen apart <laughs> and i think uh with armor wars um uh, i don't know if you know justin hammer in iron man 2 uh he's gonna make a return for a specific reason like i said i can't spoil the story but just know uh tony's tech has been going missing for a very very long time and he's getting to, down to the bottom of it.
0: okay so this is kind of like the iron man 4 without tony stark and i think that's really interesting um does it could could ironheart be
2: involved here oh absolutely 100 yeah. okay because cool. um what i think that's what they're gonna do too is that war machine will be the lead john cheeto uh and then dominic thorne playing uh riri williams will uh i think she's not the secondary. i think she'll also play a very important key role because of the tech and uh that's been set up in like some uh reminiscing of the past of how tony and riri went to the same school so they went to MIT. So there might be some, you know, references to that and stuff. So it's going to be interesting.
1: Another person I could see uh, being part of the Armor Wars, Vision. I could see the the, the white Vision also being a part of, of that storyline. So we'll see where it goes. I actually am super excited. It's a movie over a series. Series always make me nervous. They just do. I haven't seen a series. I've been like 100%, like 10 out of 10. There's been some eights. There's been some, but but I think a movie... Marvel knows how to do that. TV, they're still <laughs> trying to get their footing on.
2: I agree, one hundred percent. Movies will always be better than TV. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, there was one other thing before we we get to the pool. Uh, we gotta, you know, we gotta wait the hour. We all ate a little bit before this. Uh, but did you see this, Michael? On uh, some rumblings of a, a Star Wars crossover into Marvel. What? what?
0: What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? This is about?
1: rumors. So, like, I know we don't usually do this for news, but reportedly, Harrison Ford is being considered for Thunderbolt stuff. Uh, General Ross, He's there's rumors that he potentially could be taking over the mantle. Now, this is it has been out maybe six hours it's really ago. Amazing. It's big rumblings. There's been rumors he might be involved in Fantastic Four stuff. Marvel is talking to Harrison Ford, is what I'm gathering from this, regardless of what that role will be
2: interesting yeah, okay
0: uh when you say crossover i was like well anyway jedi is no. gonna be a part of the avengers now uh
1: <laughs> no that would be ridiculous but i'm just saying marvel marvel what if
0: we're right <laughs> there um hmm. okay. no, that is it inter- just uh, it's gonna be interesting because especially with like indiana jones around the corner um he seems like i don't, I don't know I, like i'm interested to like I wouldn't have guessed this to be true because it seems like he's really ready to retire after this, but I don't know if it's kind of like a lax role where he doesn't have to like exert himself too much. I could totally see it.
1: Yeah. Well, if it's a red Hulk, he would just need to do voiceover. I'm just That's saying.
0: It. Yep. yeah, I like it. Um, I like it. So,
1: um, Let's talk about
0: it. Everyone I, I wants to. Everyone wants to know about Deadpool. Uh, let's let's dive in.
1: I'm so glad I me the non spoiler person. I did get spoiled on this very quickly, and of course I couldn't keep it a secret, so I had to tell Michael right away. Yeah,
0: you are never gonna not
1: be spoiled on this. No, that's why I wasn't that upset about this because okay. this was one that like it was very clear. I mean.
0: Here, if you didn't, Tommy's really careful about the trailers and information. So,
1: I don't like watching trailers, I don't like uh, I don't, I yeah, I don't like the information, but on top of that, the information is honestly lesser. Too, I like seeing the scenes for the first time in the movie with the context of the movie, and the trailer takes it out, and then I feel weird about it. Uh, so
2: yeah, I'm I'm like you, I, I watch one trailer maybe, but I like I pay attention to it kind of but like if it says trailer number two come out i don't even bother with it because It takes away hero. the magic for me <laughs> man, of
0: my,
1: man of my
2: heart over here i'm Michael. actually
1: i'm
0: with i'm with hero there that's oh. i believe in that um uh, i think the first trailer is always really great because they almost give away never no plot at all that is true and then they come out with like 40 trailers after that and it's like there's no point to watch anymore so if i see them it's fine but like i don't want i don't go out of my way to watch them, so no that's a good point that's
2: yeah good i don't point. mean to hurt your, your feelings but because I, I see exactly what you mean like you know it's just because uh, you don't just sometimes you don't want things to be spoiled for you. You know, and it's just uh certain movies, especially if you, if you feel some type of way about like a Harry Potter franchise or whatever, Lord of Rings, you know, you want to go in and be like, okay, just let me see what's going on.
1: So. Yeah. Well, listen, I've said on the pond, I'm a crazy person. No one should go to the extent that I go to, but uh, you know, listen, try it once in a while. Try one movie. Dr. Strange was one of the best experiences because I had, I think Michael was surprised how little I knew going into that movie. Yeah.
0: Well, the trailers were that. That's I a know. bad example of like they were like giving away too much it.
1: But I knew nothing. It was great. all right. Let's another. Let's not have all all right. Deadpool. Right.
0: <laughs> Tommy,
1: what do you think? Are you excited? Uh, I mean, listen. In my <laughs> wildest dreams, did I think Hugh Jackman would come back? We all. He said it right. Like Logan, it was done. It was so perfect. I am nervous, but I am excited. I hope it doesn't like undo what Logan did for me of like putting to rest the Wolverine character. That being said, if not Hugh Jackman, it would have been someone else. I'm interested to see what this means. Are we gonna get another Wolverine later on? I've heard rumblings of X-23 maybe being a our Wolverine, you know, bring in through this through this movie. Uh, but I just, I mean, Hugh, J- give me Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds in the movie. I'm sold. You already have my money.
2: Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I think that, you know, uh, this is, it was unexpected. Uh, it's disappointing, though, with Sony Fox, that whole thing, how that gap from Logan's, you know, all the other X-Men films have not really explained too many uh, situations of uh, the story in between, you know, of, like all the events, because Logan didn't mention, like, Hey, like you know, we're the last two left, and all that. the rest of the X Men are just gone. And it's like, well, why didn't we get to see the rest of that? But I mean, so I mean, this is cool. But I mean, I I wish that you know, we saw more stories in between, so this would be even more epic for something like this. But I mean, it's still Logan was a great film, and I'm I i can not wait to see this happen, even if it's for like thirty minutes, you know.
0: Yeah, this is uh uh just it makes me so happy. Logan is definitely like top five maybe I'll, i i could be convinced that it's probably one of my favorite superhero movies ever um and i really don't want them to like you know undo all the things they did but i think the one thing they did say was that this is a new thing and we're not really going to have to worry about that and i think it's going to make more sense later on um so that gives me a lot of hope for it and like you said like like you guys have been saying it's like how can i say no to this like uh this is just going to be so good i'm so excited for it um and again, I think, kind of like we were saying with Mahershaw Ali, Ryan Reynolds is coming into this. He's very understanding of what this character is. He knows what people expect of him. And he's not going to let Disney have it any other way. So this is going to be a rated R movie. It's going to be badass. And uh
1: I'm so excited for it. I'm yeah, glad to keep it R rated. Yeah. Yep. I think it's got to be multi- variant, right? Like, unless it's right in. That's the thing about this movie. This is going to tell us. So much, you know, depending on where where it finally gets uh, released, dep- you know, compared to Fantastic Four and X-Men stuff. But this is going to tell us how Marvel is handling uh, these new properties yeah. with, with Deadpool. It would be very fascinating to see how, how it comes together. I'm excited. I mean, again, the teaser was just fun. Ryan Reynolds is just so engaging. And that whole, like, I didn't know what I was expecting when I started it because I saw it right before, like, any of the – like, I, I was – I spend way too much time on Twitter at work guys work. Don't dox me. I thought you're listening, but uh, I saw it like right away. And so I'm watching and then you just it, there in the background and I was mouth open aghast.
0: Yeah. So let me, let me throw this at you guys. I think this would be interesting. Um, like you said, this could be like a variant of a new Wolverine. So what if not only is this uh, Hugh Jackman's final film, what if, He's also in this movie side by side with the new Wolverine and they're trying to recreate the Spider-Man, like the multiple Spider-Man. I think like, we all, everyone loved that. So what if it's almost like, uh, yes, it's a Deadpool movie, but then you get you get uh, Wolverine on the side. And then like at some point we're introduced to the new Wolverine and he's kind of like passing the baton to him. I think that could be interesting. I think that's something they would do. I think that's something that they would be interested in.
2: I can see that with all this mcu connecting to sony stuff happening right now because look at what they're doing i mean with spider-man and then now this you know they're they're doing something and then morbius you know that you guys haven't seen that uh for people who are listening spoilers i mean you know the end credit scene uh with all this whole spider-man stuff in this connection it seems like they're trying to take these sony characters and obviously put them in the mcu and create some kind of stories that they were not able to tell because of the whole rights issues that they had and stuff but who knows
1: yeah, my my other question off this is like, what other Deadpool characters are going to come through? Like, are are we getting Cable? Are we getting you know? Is, are we finally breaking that wall where we have a actor who's you know acting predominantly to get you know? Because we've had actors who've done two roles that one minor, one major. I mean, Josh Brolin playing Cable and playing Thanos <laughs> is two big <laughs> characters. Uh, what about uh, Domino? I would love to see Domino back domino yeah uh, yeah so. i mean the whole cast i would love to see all i i, I love that whole uh whole yeah. cast of deadpool too but
2: and don't well it's too bad brad pitt's not coming back because he vanished <laughs> <to me. laughs> the second film on that wire so that's not happening let's see man
0: um okay guys i think that was a good little news segment good recap Hero, thank you so much for doing this. This was honestly a blast. And I can't wait to have you back in the future as well. Um, but I want to give you the chance one more time to like tell people where they can find you online, what you're up to, and all the stuff you
1: create.
2: Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me, you guys. This is so much fun and getting to meet you guys. But hey, you know, you guys can follow me. Uh, my main source is TikTok. You know, that's where I post most of my content uh at Hero Harrison Talk. Same thing with you know Instagram um as well as Twitch. You can find me on there and YouTube. I'm starting to post a little more content on, on there. And uh, I'm going to start streaming some more video games and stuff. So I got some stuff coming. That's good What
0: games do you play?
2: Oh, man, I'm a variety gamer, man. So I play uh, Devil May Cry, Spider-Man. You, you gonna I, play modern,
0: are you going to play Modern Warfare 2?
2: Oh, yeah, know? I'll definitely yeah, play that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely a definite
0: Call of Duty guy. I play Battlefield. I play all that stuff, man. So cool. All right, we're teaming up then. I'm counting on it. Well. <laughs> Tommy, you too. You better get it.
1: I get motion. I get well. Listen, I, I, I love those games. So I yeah. So this is fun fact for the podcast that is not relevant at all. <laughs> uh, I, I get very bad motion sickness. I worked at an amusement park and I could not run the total world or the carousel because uh, just uh-huh. looking at gets me. So uh, first person shooters are oh, out. That's I mean I'm, I'm a Nintendo guy. Very gotcha. easy, very nice games. Uh,
2: simple. You got to keep things simple on one screen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Certain games can get me. You listen, I'll still play Last of Us. I gotta play. I mean, uh, Chef's oh, a yeah, great game. Yeah. Oh,
0: a new segment on that trailer that we got. You probably didn't watch it,
1: Tommy, but oh, yeah, I, I, I did actually. But you know, Marvel is one of those things that Marvel is what I really care about with trailers. Everything else, throw it out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> understandable. all right guys good chat uh i'm gonna close this out here um i like to remind you guys to rate and review us on itunes and spotify um also please subscribe because we're gonna be every single week and tommy we got a lot of stuff coming up uh i think we have five podcasts in the next two weeks to do uh two she hulk two Andor, and werewolf by night is coming out which those reviews are really good right now so really excited about that one um
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm
1: really excited for Werewolf. I I think it's going to be a really fun podcast. We have a really great guest lined up for that as well. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a really great time.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, So uh, also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Star Wars Pod. We also have some merch. Tommy's drinking the mug tonight. Check that stuff out. You can find that in our show notes. Uh, Also, we have a little Discord community. So if that's something you're interested in, you can message us and we will get you in there. Uh, But that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.
1: Bye. See you out there.